Hey. Hey. It's Rachel. It's Alexis. And welcome back to Flourishing in Faith. For this episode, we originally had uh, our topic on self-worth, which was the second choice out of the surrender that we did last week. Mm -hmm. Um, But I read a devotion, and then I read some verses, and then God just placed it on my heart for us to do this. So it's all about being envious. You shouldn't be envious. (laughs) And how you shouldn't turn to other things for comfort and support and look to have material things other than Christ. So, So, first I'm going to read the devotion. It was from November 27th, and it's from the devotion book New Morning Mercies by Paul David Tripp. It's really good. Mm -hmm. Um, And the title says, Today you'll envy the blessings of another, or you'll bask in the wonder of the amazing grace you have been given. And it starts out by saying, I wish I could say that I'm always content. I wish I could say that I never complain. I wish I could say that I never want what others have. I wish I could say that I have never envied the life of another. I wish I could say that I have never thought that God gave something to someone else that he meant for me. I wish I could say that I'm better at counting my blessings than I am at assessing what I don't have. These are all wishes because they are not yet completely true of me. Envy still lurks in my heart. It is one of the dark results of the sin that still resides there. Why does the Bible speak so strongly against envy? Here it is. When envy rules your heart, the love of God doesn't. Let's think about what envy does. It assumes that you deserve blessings that you don't deserve. When your heart is ruled by envy, the attitude of I am blessed gets replaced with the attitude of I deserve. Envy is selfish to the core. Envy always puts you in the center of the world. It makes everything all about you. It causes you to examine life from the sole perspective of your wants, needs, and feelings. Sadly, envy causes you to question the goodness, faithfulness, and wisdom of God. Envy accuses God of not knowing what he's doing or of not being faithful to do what he's promised to do. When you are convinced that a blessing that another person has ought to belong to you, you don't just have a problem with that person, you have a problem with God. Wow. When you begin to question God's goodness, you quit going to him for help. Why? Because Mm -hmm. you don't seek the help of someone you've come to doubt. Envy does something else that is spiritually deadly. It assumes understanding that no one has. Mm -hmm. Envy... Not only assume more about the other person's life than you could ever know, it assumes that you have a clear understanding of what is what is best than God does. Um. Furthermore, envy causes you to forget God's amazing, rescuing, transforming, empowering, and delivering grace. You become so occupied with accounting for what you do not have that the enormous blessings of God's grace, blessings that we could not have earned, achieved, or deserved, go unrecognized and uncelebrated. And because envy focuses more on what you want than it does on the life that God has called you to, it keeps you from paying attention to God's commands and warnings and therefore leaves you in moral danger. The only solution to envy is God's rescuing grace, grace that turns self-centered sinners into joyful and contented worshipers of God. Wow. That was deep, bro. (laughs) Wow. What was that verse that goes along with it? Um, It was 1 Samuel uh, chapter 12. Okay. But some key verses that I got, like it was that whole chapter. Mm -hmm. But I really loved verses 20. Through 22? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And 20 starts out saying, Then Samuel said to the people, Do not fear, you have done all this wickedness, yet do not turn aside from following the Lord. But serve the Lord with all your heart. 
and do not turn aside, for then you would go after empty things which cannot profit or deliver, for mm. they are nothing. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it has pleased the Lord to make you his people. Wow. I really love 22. Yeah. The end of 22, because it says that, you know, the Lord is happy to make us his people. Yeah. And so... I feel like it's just we take that for granted in the in yeah. looking at the way of like the envy. Yeah, we take that for granted that he's happy that we are his. Yeah, you know we take that for granted in a way. Yeah, I feel like we don't think about that enough either. Yeah, same with like you know, the common phrase "Jesus loves you." Uh-huh. Like that's we say that so lightly. Yeah, but like if you really think about it, he really loves you. Yeah, like, yeah. Who Jesus is like the Son of God like died so mu- or loved us so much that he, he died, died for, for us. us. Yeah. Like, that's so crazy. Yeah. So, I was going to read, like, something that will literally went right along with what you just read is Romans 1, 21 through 23. And I'm going to read it right now. And it says, For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creep. creep being things. I'm about to say creepy, but it's creeping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're creepy too. Yeah. But that really was like, uh, I was reading that whenever I was obviously rereading Romans right now, and I was like, bro, they knew God, but they didn't know God. Yeah. There's like, a difference between like knowing. And I feel like whenever you have envy in your heart, when you have like, um, I don't, honestly, it's another word, uh, it's pride in a way as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have that in your heart. It like, traps you from really knowing God because it warps your view of God. Yeah. And these people, they didn't have the right view of God. And because of that, they, they, they exchanged that for the, for adultery. Yeah. Idols. What? And like things that are so empty and they won't give, they they won't, they can't bless you and they don't love you. Like they're dead Mm -hmm. and. Because it seems better. Yeah, it does because what God you can is. see it. Because you can know, you yeah. know, that like, oh, like you know that won't hurt me. Yeah. You know, it's just a, you know, it's just a flag. You know, it's just a, <laughs> you know, it's just a little stick man. You know, they won't hurt me. Yeah. But it's just, it won't, the thing is, like, it won't hurt you, but it's so emptying. It'll empty you, if yeah. you know what I mean. Like, that's like a, that's there's, a really only way I can describe it. There's a difference between being empty and, like, in the depressing way, but, yeah. like, it's another thing to be empty and wanting God to fill you. Yeah, it's an empty to be spiritually empty. Like, yeah. that's the empty I'm talking about. And it's just really interesting because a lot of people think that, um, you know, it's just people are like, oh, I'm going to be, we, people, good people, ha- bad things happen to good people in a way. Yeah. Like, w- us as Christians, we go through trials, but that's, it's for, everything's for God's purpose, and, yeah. um, they go through these trials, and we get hurt, but the thing is, we still have God in our heart, and we're not empty. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I would rather be filled with God, and be, like, full of Him, than be, I would rather that, and be hurt, than be empty, yeah. and be Same. broken. Amen. I would, that's like, good. I would much rather have that, and I feel like that's where you gotta look at. Where is your end goal? That's your end goal right there. Yeah. Like, whenever you're worshiping all these things, whenever you're, even you're like, I'm not, I'm not worshiping these things. Like, I'm not like, you know, but you're just denying it. I mean, you, whenever you're like, you know, like, say you're on your phone and you're like, on your phone, like, constantly, way more than you're with God, mm-hmm. way more than listening to worship music. When you're on your phone constantly, that become, becomes an idol. 
you know, all these things that can become idols and stuff like that in your life. Yeah, I feel like, you know, as humans, we are, we were created to worship. Mm -hmm. So worship is a lifestyle. And whether it looks like it or not, we're worshiping something every day. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of choosing what you're going to worship and who Who you're going to worship. And Mm -hmm. for what purpose and why, what's going to benefit you. Like, is God getting glory out of it or you? Or like, is your phone or is this person or is it your friends Mm -hmm. or something else? Like money or like yeah fancy clothes mm-hmm. or like shoes or whatever or even gluttony like food yeah mm-hmm. like food is real good but, but like like god's more important <laughs> than your food yeah you can have your piece of pie later you know yeah you think, <laughs> listen to jesus you know yeah because i just think it's just so easy for especially in this, these days to just like be like oh i really really want what they have or like it's actually so easy to see other things oh, it, and, i feel and like a lot that. of christians struggle with envy and that's yeah. that's a big thing I feel like especially with all these big named Christian uh-huh. musicians and, and um, like, speakers like Sadie Robinson, and all those yeah. people, yeah, and like people look up to them, which is cool. Like yeah. you can look up to them and be like, oh, like they inspire me and stuff. Because I look at Sadie and like she inspires yeah. me so much. But it's it's another thing to like want to be exactly like them and mm-hmm. want their life and want what they have, because mm-hmm. that's when they become an idol and that's when you're replacing that's when you start replacing your want for what God has for your want for what they have. Yeah. And I feel like, especially in these days, like, teenagers-wise, like, I'm specifically talking to teenagers because teenagers are in a weird boat, like a weird boat. Mm -hmm. They're not, they can't do anything on their own. They can't, um, some of them can't even know how to car yet. They can't drive. Some of them, like, you know, don't have barely any, like, you know, freedom I don't have a boyfriend, don't have a girlfriend. And I feel like they don't have so many things that they want so many things. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, like, the big thing. I feel like another thing is, like, they turn to other things that yes. their friends are saying are cool, like drugs, alcohol, like porn, smoking, like, yeah. yeah, pornography, and, like, just hanging out with the wrong crowd, doing stupid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's not even anything, Because like, they just, they just want to, I mean, but it's the thing is, like, that's just, like, a desire in our heart. We all want to be yeah. loved. We all want to have these things that other people have because wow it looks so cool I, I would like I'll be honest I want a boyfriend you know like what the heck I want a boyfriend <laughs> like bruh but like I don't need to be looking I don't need to be idolizing other right. people that have a boyfriend or idolizing the potential of a boyfriend um more than I idolize like more than anything because right. that's like that's God's really important. important yeah and I just wanted to read. So I was, whenever Rachel was like, we should, we should listen, we should do this. So I was like, okay, cool. And so I was literally already reading in Romans 5, and I was like, whoa, look at God. Okay, so I want to read it from Romans, Romans 5, 1 through 2. And then I have some things from the commentary app that I'm going to read what they talked about. So it says, therefore, we have been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into his grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. That's so good. And the rest of it, keep on reading. I really encourage you to keep on reading because that's really, really good. I'm just focusing on those two right now because I was reading the commentary and it went like deep to what these literally mean. I was like, whoa. I was like, bro. I love this. I love reading the commentaries. Yeah, and during word commentary, if you guys, like, don't and know what that word. is, I highly recommend it because mm-hmm. it, like, sometimes it'll slap you in the face, but, like, in the good way. In a good way. It'll and love, it's yeah. literally in, like, so you go, to, it's, on, it's on, literally, on a, it's an app. Yeah. And during word, or you can get, you can see it on your, you know. You can Google Safari. it. You can Google it. Yeah. You know, I like to Google it. Recommend. Because I like to stay off my phone when I'm 
reading my Bible. So, so I like to Google too. it, and then yeah. I like to use, to use my computer. Mm-hmm. Pro tips right there. So this is what the commentary said. For verse 1, peace with God and not anything else. Life is a, still a battle, but it's not against God. It's fighting for him. Wow. I was like, what? I was like, I wasn't like, what? Because I already knew that. But I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Because if you read that, you know, it's like, we just by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And he is basically like, peace with God and not anything else. And so that, that made me think of like, people in this world, when they have envy, when they have things other than God, they don't have peace. Mm-hmm. And in- whatever you, and instability. And then they're having these these battles and then they think that it's against God and they think that like they're trying to fight against God but when you're a Christian your battles aren't your wages aren't you know battles aren't from God they're from the devil and from sin I feel like people get miscued because whenever you're dealing with envy and pride all these things your view of God is skewed and then Mm -hmm. you think oh I'm fighting against God why why did he do this why did he give this to me like that is really like toxic it's so toxic. It what do you have to say? It's really dangerous. It is very for dangerous. Your mindset and your spirit. Like you were saying about the spirit, dangerous. Yeah, because I, I, have been in that boat before. You know, wondering why. Like, why is this happening to me? You yeah. Know? Like, why am I? Like, why not somebody else? Which is mm-hmm. like really bad. Like, don't do that. But, <laughs> because it put me in such a deep hole. Yeah. And it took one time of me, you know, just crying out, be like, I give this to you. I surrender this to you. Help me get out of this, mm-hmm. so that I don't like end up hurting myself more than I already have and I feel like once you decide to give it over and be like you know what God didn't give me this I gave this to myself yeah it's it's really like freeing and like comforting to know that even though you are going through something and even though you might have caused yourself some grief God's right there and he's more than willing to help you and he's not it's the thing is like God I feel like God allows things to happen yeah, he allows things to happen too. Because I mean, he always has power over things, and mm-hmm. obviously he has power over things to not happen. But he allows things to happen because he knows the end result. Right. And we have to. And whenever you you're you know doubting God, your doubt your trust is in God is like dwindling. Yeah. And that is not good. That's not. That's a dangerous place to be. No. So we're gonna talk about verse, um, verse two now. We're talking about grace and how it's accessed by faith. Um, and this is what it says. Grace equals God's understand undeserved favor towards us. That's like the, the little definition they gave. And it says, standing in grace reassures us God's present attitude towards his believer is one of favor. Standing in grace means that. He had little, um, like, little things, point pointers. I don't have to prove I'm worthy. God is my friend. I am free from the score sheet or checkbox Christianity. And Jesus settles, like, like, she, Jesus settled the, all the things that I needed to yeah. check off. He settled that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you think about that, let me say it again. I don't have to prove I'm worthy. God is my friend. I'm free from the score sheet, Christianity, and Jesus settles that. So, are you, like, thinking things contrary to that right now? Because, like, sometimes people do that. Mm-hmm. People think, I am not worthy. I am, God is not my friend. Like, what? Yeah. Like, those things make you, like, you know what I mean? Like, they, that's, like, contrary. So I was thinking, like, if you're not standing in grace, like, when you said, I was literally, like, whenever you said grace, like, how you get rid of all these things is grace. Uh-huh. When you're not standing in grace, like, it's just, it's just a cycle. It's right, a, and yeah. then it keeps on going. But you have to be constantly standing in grace 
so that you know I am worthy. Mm-hmm. God is my friend. You know, like yeah. all these things. Like because if you're standing in grace, whenever these things come along, whenever you feel like oh, I wish I was that person, I wish I was this person, or I wish I would have done this, you can be like, okay, I'm worthy. Mm-hmm. I am chosen. I can do this. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. whenever you're standing under grace, then you know that. Mm-hmm. Which and is so cool. Especially when that's easier, I would say, in quotes, easier mm-hmm. to do when you make Christ your solid foundation first. Yep. So that when you are faced with these thoughts and, like, these wishes and these envious dreams, I would almost say. Yeah. That you know what to turn to and you know how to ask God to help you get out of it. Yep. I love... Okay, so I'm obviously reading in Psalms 2 every day, everywhere, honestly. Um, I'm in Psalms 119 now. And I don't know why God just put this on my heart. I'm just going to read it because I really don't know why God had to say, say this to me. But I I mean, it's Go good. It. But it, I yeah. mean, you know. Okay. It says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn an oath and confirmed it to keep your righteous rules. I'm fearfully afflicted. Give me life, O Lord, according to your word. Accept my free will offerings of praise, O Lord, and teach me your rules. I hold my life in my hand continually, but I do not forget your law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, but I do not stray from your precepts. Your testimonies are my heritage forever, for they are the joy of my heart. And I incline my heart to perform your statutes forever to the end. So, I want to let you know, this is like a positive version of like what we're talking about. Because like, whenever you are free from the pride and free from the envy and free from the turning away from like back to these things you'll enjoy I feel like enjoy reading the bible before I was uh, personally you know really excited for God and before I was personally like you know like out of like you know the turmoil of just comparison and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff before I was out of that I I just didn't want to read my bible because I was like I knew it was going to convict me I knew it was going to be like you know like I knew what I was going to say I was mm-hmm. like oh, I'm sorry I'm going to say this I already know it but now that I'm like free from that I'm just kind of like the lord the word is my lamp yeah, yeah, period. Like, blah. And then I love how it says, like, I am severely afflicted, but he but give me life according to your word. And just like you were saying, you're going to be afflicted. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to be afflicted as a Christian. Like, that's just going to happen. Yeah. But, like, who will give you life right. when you are afflicted? And it's, God. like, not just because, oh, my gosh. Okay, <laughs> so, like, for baby Christians and even Christians now, yeah. just because you gave your life to Christ doesn't mean you're going to be free of having to go through stuff. So true. I think that's something super important to remember because I feel like people outside of the faith think that, oh, Christians think they're so perfect. They mm-hmm. never have, they never have to go through stuff. They never suffer. Blah blah. blah. That's a lie. <laughs> lie from the enemy a because lie. we go through stuff just like anybody else. Yep. No man is good and no man is perfect. But I feel like the big difference is we have Jesus. I mean, we have somebody that is yeah. literally redeemed. Or we have who... in a way we like we choose. Yeah, we choose yeah. to be like joyful. You know, even though. But, I mean, even whenever we are joyful, God is, like, our strength yeah. in a way. So, when you are a Christian, you're better off, you know, obviously. No matter <laughs> yeah. wherever you are in life, yeah. you are better off with yeah. Jesus. But, yeah. Um, what's crazy is I have this verse highlighted. No way. That I read when you were reading. This, were, yeah. yeah. It's verse 37 in Psalm 119. It says, turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. Oh, my God. Wow. That's so good. That is so good. Because it's so true. Like, we just want to turn our ways from the worthless things of this world. 
That's so true. Because these things in this world, like, they're not going to lead you anywhere. Like, nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> like, bro. you like, dead. Yeah. Like, you you're just going to be empty. You'll just be existing. You'll actually be living. You're just going to be like, oh. Yeah, we just be like, like what? Sitting or existing. You can't see us. We're putting our hands out like yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> With nothing in our hands. Yes. Alrighty. Well, we love you. We love y'all so much. We literally let you know what we're drinking today, by the oh, way. Yeah, we forgot, we forgot to, to tell you that. Um, I'm drinking a gingerbread chai with oat milk and chai espresso. And you're being you're drinking gingerbread milk. Oh yeah, I got a ginger I got an iced mm-hmm. gingerbread mocha. I'm gonna be honest and say it's not my fave. But, but it's alright, I guess. Yeah. It's okay. Yep, it's so so. <laughs> Sipping is the strategy for that one. Yep. Not gulps. <laughs> Not gulps, you know. Not, Not gulps. gulps nope. <laughs> well, we love you. We love y'all so much. Thank you for listening. And like it and share it and come back next Thank week. You. Yay! Bye! Bye. <laughs> hey, wait, wait. <laughs> Are we going to see our coffees this time? Oh, yes. yes. What?